1: You'll shoot your eye out,
2: kid. Merry
3: Christmas. Ho, ho, ho.
4: Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor Doug, and do you tip? I'm all for it, but apparently we have to now anytime there's an iPad and an overly watchful counter worker involved to help you figure out the tipping, and just the tipping. Today we welcome Barbara Sloan. We'll discuss not only regular tipping, but holiday tipping as well, and how to budget if you work on tips. Plus, a man who has all the hottest tips from LenPenzo.com, it's your server. That's nah, just Len Penzo, coming in hot as well. We welcome the cow tipping champion, OG. Not only will they talk all thing tips, they'll all go head to head in my tip top trivia. And now a guy who's got all the tips and is generous with them, especially if the server gives him extra milk. It's Joe Salciha.
0: And a happy Friday to you, stackers. I'm Joe Salci. Hi, Average Joe Money on Twitter. And you know what? Here as we launch into the first full week of December, man, it's going to be time to really think a lot about these holiday tips. So we thought it's also a great time for the ultimate Stacky Benjamins tipping guide. And we got a great discussion plan. Let's start off with the gentleman across the card table from me. The guy who likes to overtip. I know that because I've been out with him before and he's a generous tipper, Mister Ogs, here. How are you, man? I am
3: very much so. Yep.
0: Yeah. Were you always a generous tipper, though?
3: Well, I mean, not before I had a whole bunch of money. No, probably not. <laughs> that's, but
4: um, <laughs> that's like a flex. Do you see that flex, Joe? I've been with him when he does that too, and if you notice that he always finds a way to make sure we know he's a generous tipper. <laughs> that's right.
3: Yes, I did all yeah. low key last week. We were out to dinner. We had a uh, a work event, <laughs> and I'm using air quotes, but. The IRS is listening. It 100% was a work event where uh, a whole bunch of uh, firm owners got together and we we have a uh, kind of a conference together. But anyways, um, we were at dinner and I kind of just put a little something underneath my glass as I went to walk away. You know, we were done. Everybody else was, was out of there and somebody caught it. And they're like, hey, I saw what you did there. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So, and, now, and now our whole audience knows. So, Doug, back to your point. He still makes sure he gets it in.
3: <laughs> it's a weird flex. Hey,
0: let's go deep under Los Angeles where our good friend Len Penzo, I think, joins us. How are you, man?
2: I'm still recovering from Thanksgiving dinner, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. You sleep all week leading up to this? I, I certainly did. And I, I think I forgot to tell you, you know, when I was, I was cooking dinner and I really thought it was going to be a disaster. I've got everything on the table and everybody started eating it and they loved it. So it, it actually turned out it was much ado about stuffing.
4: Every week, every week,
2: every, every, every,
0: every time, just, I'm so glad you're here, Lynn. I like it. Makes my jokes seem just awesome. Yes. And wondering what the hell she's doing here. The the woman behind tipfinance.com and the author of the brand new hit book, Tipped, Barbara Sloan joins us. How are you?
4: Hi
1: i'm so excited to be in the basement this is awesome thanks for having me
0: it's about time we got you here you and i and doug and should have been og but og your flights got all messed up we met for the first time in cincinnati almost exactly a year ago today
1: yeah that was a good time yeah.
0: super fun time at, at diana merriam's event economy but tell everybody about your book congratulations by the way on a new b- I know how hard it is to to
1: write a book and to do all the promotion of a book, but tell everybody about Tipped. Yeah, so the title of the book is Tipped. There's a subtitle, The Life-Changing Guide to Financial Freedom for Waitresses, Bartenders, Strippers, and all other service industry professionals. This book took me probably a year to write, a year to edit, and now I'm in the midst of a year to promote it. And do you know what it's like to write a book? It's not easy.
0: It's not. No, it's not easy. And promoting it's not easy. Although we love having you here. I know it's thing after thing after thing that you do. But you've worked, you worked a lot, Barbara, in fields where people lived off tips. And we were talking before we hit record today. Big difference between the air quotes service industry and the tipped economy. Define the difference for us.
1: Yeah. So the service industry, most people think of any type of service that they provide for a person is someone who works in the service industry. But when we are talking about the service industry, we are talking about people who rely on tips for a portion or the sole basis of their income. That is typically people who work in restaurants and hospitality, beauty and body services, home services, transportation services. So I like to say to the personal finance people, it's very similar to how when you have a brokerage account, any account, That you can get at a brokerage account is technically a brokerage account. But when we are talking about a brokerage account, what we're talking about is an after-tax account. It's the same thing with the service industry. When we reference it, we're always talking about those people who work in hospitality, restaurants, those people who rely on tips as a portion of their income. It's actually a really big sector of the United States too. There's over 5 million people who work on a tip-based income, and it's the largest private sector employer in the United States. So there's a lot of people out there.
0: And how many years did you work in that sector? Because I know you worked there for quite a while.
1: 20 years in the service industry. Yeah. And I did almost every job outside of like being a hairstylist and a taxi driver. Do not let me drive your taxi. <laughs> um, but I was a <laughs> shot girl, a beer girl at Fenway Park. I was a showgirl in Las Vegas. I was a coyote in New York. I was a cater waiter, a go-go dancer, a pole dancer. I mean, you name it. If it involved
0: tips, I did it. God, your your resume and Doug sound suspiciously alike. <laughs> Doug I guess, and I are the Doug, same person. She was my <laughs> mentor. <laughs> yes. Barbara was the coyote. Doug was the ugly. Like <laughs> two pieces, two pieces of that. We got Barbara here. We got OG. We got Lem. We got Doug. We're going to talk all things tipping today. You know what, OG? I got a tip for people. Well, I might have a couple minutes of tips for people. You want to hear them? Let's do it. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well, you know what I think about Navy Federal? I think about the veterans that have done so much for our country Navy Federals insured by NCUA, equalizing Lender. We're going to talk all things tipping now, so let's move. Today, we're inspired by a piece uh, that comes to us from U.S. News, uh, which is written by Mary Aline Ponzi, Holiday Tipping Guide, who to tip and how much. And this is a big year for tipping, but we don't want to start there. We just want to start with all tipping in general. And Barbara, for people that are in the tipped industry, right, where you're living on tips, you know, for most people listening to this show, they have a W-2 income. But talk for a second about how important tipping a decent amount is for people living that
1: as their wage. Yeah. So I think when most people think about employment types, they think about the two most popular employment types. One's W-2 and the other is if you are a business owner or a gig worker or consultant. But there is this third type of employment, which is tipped employment, Those workers have a separate sub-minimum wage that starts federally at $2.13 an hour. So people who work on TIPs typically don't really rely on the hourly wages that they're given. Most of the time that's eaten up in taxes. They also don't have a traditional benefit package, so they don't get a 401k, a 401k match, health care, paid time off. They don't see a lot of the traditional benefits that most nine-to-five workers or business owners are able to receive.
0: Len earlier, Doug in the open, talked about tipping now all over the place. In fact, if there's an iPad and you're getting all your food yourself, you're getting everything yourself, you still have that iPad on a swivel, the person's staring at me and it says, Do you want to leave 15%, 20%, 25%? And I'm like, So I'm gonna do all the work
2: and you're still gonna get a tip. Well, you know, peer pressure sometimes in those cases, it can be strong. That happens to me a lot too, but you know, I usually give the benefit of the doubt in those cases, and I will leave a tip. But if I don't get a thank you in return, that's the last time I'll give a tip like that. You get a um,
3: demerit in the logbook. Yeah, I mean, I, of- I, I, <laughs> mean <and laughs> I
2: I think that's decent. I mean, I, I don't think it's wrong to accept a thank you. I mean, if they've seen you giving a, a nice tip like that, a 15 or 18% tip, you know, I think it's only proper that they at least acknowledge that you've tipped them for, for no matter what was done. That, But maybe that's just me. Barbara,
0: what's going on in those places? Is is this kind of on the owner that the owner's, you know, living on that? Hey, I only want to pay people the $2 and something cents. And so I'm going to make, is this a cheap owner we're dealing with when you got that happening?
1: Yeah. The iPad is, that's new, right? We're all still figuring it out. We're working the kinks out. Everyone's a part of it. There are a lot of establishments where there's the opportunity for service. If you think about a coffee establishment, for instance, if you go up and you grab a packaged sandwich, a packaged coffee, and you're checking out, I don't think that that's a situation where you're necessarily required to tip. You can go ahead and select no tip, sign your name, and move on with your day. My my policy is typically tip on service, not on product. If you're at that same coffee establishment and someone is pouring you a beverage that they can burn themselves with, they're putting a cat face on your latte, they're giving you this service, then that's the time when that iPad is appropriate and you're giving that tip.
0: Oh, OG, let's talk about, let's go through different types of people here. Restaurants. What's your guide to tipping your server to restaurant? How do you come down on that?
3: I think it largely depends on the type of restaurant. You know, if it's like a Chipotle or something like that, when we're kind of doing the iPad dealio, I'll do 20 pretty much across the board. You will do Um, a 20% at a restaurant like that. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of like watching my food being made. I know some people like that, but I kind of, you know, I'm like, I just, just do the magic behind the scenes. Surprise me. Surprise me with whatever you think is it like, what, what would you like to eat? Oh,
0: that's how you put the corn on the burrito. I didn't know that with a spoon yeah. like this.
3: Yeah, I'm just, I just, I believe you. You just, you know, you don't actually need to show me you stirring the guacamole like the person in the back's doing. It's like, okay, I got it. I got it. You make it here. You know, I don't need the sales job, but if you um, leave
2: a lousy tip, I think it's very important that you do watch how they make
3: your food. OG, (laughs) yeah, you're probably hundred percent. You know, with like DoorDash and Uber Eats, because I think they see that in advance. Maybe that's my that's at least my guess is that they see your tip in advance. And I always kind of feel like if I'm a little bit more on the high side, maybe I'll get my food quicker than the other bag that's sitting in their car. You know, maybe they'll. Circle to my house first, perhaps. If they're like us, oh, you know, whatever.
1: I love that they've started to tape the bags close. So that you know that they're not messing with them after you get it. Yeah. I think that's nice.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's.
4: Uh,
0: I think that'd be super bad if you gave a very small tip and the tape is off the bag. Mm-hmm.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. I'll leave that one alone. Len, they've got bartenders on here a dollar to two dollars per drink or fifteen percent of the total tab. How do you tip bartenders usually?
2: You mean in percentage? Uh, bartender, yeah. I usually give—I usually give uh, fifteen, twenty percent. Usually twenty, and it—it kind of goes up as I get drunker, and it also <laughs> goes up if I don't have to keep telling them what I want. I mean, the bartenders who know what you want—you walk up to the bar and they've got it for you. They remember what you're drinking. I mean, they get even more usually. So I, I tend to be very good to bartenders.
1: I like to reverse that strategy. I like to give a big, big tip up front because then they're likely to remember you. They're going to get to you faster than other people that are standing in line. Let's say you're at a club atmosphere and there's like five people deep at the bar. You hit them with a big tip right up front. They got you before the 10 other people in front of you. And then you can go smaller as the night goes on.
0: And then Barbara stiffs him on the last one.
1: <laughs> Never, <laughs> she's, but she's, she's gone.
3: Here's, here's a big tip. And then uh, that guy over there is going to pay my tab. What do you think about that plan?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, here is, uh, I'm going to double this and he's got it. Uh, I wanted to, to delineate between the two of those uh, servers and bartenders, because Barbara, you've worked in both of those industries. Is there a difference in the way you should tip those people from your side of the table? Like, should I do one to $2 for the bartender, like it says here and 10 to 25% for restaurant servers? What are the, what are the barber rules on these?
1: Yeah. So servers, I think, I mean, I say this generally for service people, unless you're getting stabbed, spit on or sued during your experience, you should not be tipping less than 20%, but that's just my personal tipping policy and everyone should have their own personal tipping policy. But you have to remember that a lot of people have additional cost inside of their ship. So if you're a server, you have to tip out your bartender. You have to tip out your busboy. You have to tip out maybe the house. So. When you're getting that 20%, some of that is still going out of the door. Bartenders have less people to tip out. That may be something to consider. They still have a bar back to tip out, so they are tipping out as well. They also have maybe a security staff member who's at the door to tip out. So just something to be mindful of when you – if you are somebody who has that sort of range in your head where you're like, oh, I tip between 15 and 25% based on the type of service I give – then you know that your base is that 15% because they still have to tip out.
0: Gotcha. Is there also, for the other side of the table, you gave a great tip to getting your waiter's attention, the bartender's attention with that big tip up front, right? If you're going to tip them multiple times, I love that tip. But if you're somebody listening to this who works in the tipped industry, is there a way to kind of make sure that you're going to get a bigger tip? Because I had an experience uh, that I think, Doug, earlier I was telling you about, where the waiter was kind of telling me that I should think about giving them a bigger tip. But it was it was a little too, I don't know, it was a little slimy. It was a little obvious, you know? I was like, yeah. But is there is there something you can do or something that you really like in that industry that will kind of help you ensure a bigger tip?
1: Whenever we would have a fellow coworker who had a bad day or maybe something big pop up in their lives, we would walk by them during table service and tell them happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> so- <laughs> so their tables would see we or like, oh, happy anniversary, And not, not too much to where it got abused, but you knew that they were probably having a bad day. If somebody told them happy birthday at your table.
0: Yeah. 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 Oh, that's, that's f- fabulous. Now here's, here's the question. And Barbara, we'll go to you first, because looking at all of our hair, I think, uh, you know, this one more than any of us, barber or hairdresser, they say 10 to 20% of the cost of the service, even if they're the owner agree with that one.
1: I do agree with that. Yeah. And, and, A lot of times, especially if they're not the owner, they have to pay for product. They have to pay a chair rental fee. There's a lot of other costs as well. So I'm saying 20%,
0: even if they're the owner. Len, do you tip the person then that provides your hat? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Just, you know, you just cover it all up and you're good. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Shampooer at the salon. Barbara, you're tipping the different people. Are there different industries where I'm tipping multiple people? Doug, were you and I talking about this earlier? We were.
4: Yep. Yeah, I know somebody who went to a hair salon. It was a lot nicer than they expected it. And there were like three or four people working on her hair. And she didn't realize that that... And it was already a very expensive salon appointment. And then she had to tip three or four people. She was not planning on tipping all of those people.
0: Yeah. But generally, Barbara, when we think about a restaurant, you said the... Your server tips out everybody else who might have been involved. Are there other places like the hairdresser where you're expected to tip multiple people and people might forget?
1: Well, if you go to a high-end restaurant, for instance, sometimes you'll give a little tip to the maitre d' or to the valet, depending on the level of service. If you get a sommelier or someone to come over and direct your wine experience at a really high-end establishment, it would be appropriate to tip a sommelier. So sometimes in the restaurant industry or your dining experience, you might be tipping multiple people. This is
0: so interesting. I've been to some high-end restaurants. I never once thought about tipping the sommelier. I've, I've never done that.
3: We had an experience in New York City. We had a recommendation from a friend to book a, a table at this restaurant. And uh, I, like an idiot, looked at Google Maps and went, oh, it's like six miles away. We'll have plenty of time to get there. And, uh, you know, jump in the Uber or whatever, 30 minutes before our table, the guy goes, you're going where? Yeah, it's going to be two hours and, uh, almost freaked out. So we called the restaurant. We said, we're still coming. Traffic is a mess. And they're like, no problem. It's fine. But my friend had told me when you walk in, you should have money in each pocket. And depending on how you're feeling and how the, how the maitre d is looking at you, you should decide which pocket you're going to reach into to see what kind of table you're, you you want to get. And since we were two hours late, I knew immediately which pocket we were going into. And we, you know, we walked up to the, to the front desk and the hostess said, you know, no problem. We'll have you seated here in a moment. And I could tell when we started walking back, we were going down the path of there's this back dark table where we think everything's clean. And then there was the table that was like right on the window on the water. I said, Oh, before we go, I'm just so sorry that we're late and did a little handshake thing. He goes, Understood. It happens all the time. Your table's right over here, and totally went like at the fork, turned left to the water table, Woo! like right on the right. Out. Crisis avoided. So. So when
4: when you said you did the handshake thing, that means you palmed him a, a hundy,
3: yeah. right? Oh, uh, what? Uh, uh, Some money, uh, yeah.
1: Oh, uh, uh, gee. Just so we know, which is the heavy pocket? Which is which is the heavy?
3: Well, I. <laughs> it was weird because I I can't really remember. <laughs> no reason
1: in particular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's, that's right. right.
4: <laughs> Next time they're together, Doug, be, why are you yeah. doing the reach around? <laughs> but, I, but
0: I know I, which pocket is the I right I know which pocket.
3: <laughs> Doug's in my pocket let, again.
0: Let next up on this list is uh restroom attendant co checker, and it says a dollar to two dollars, but there are a few of these people on here where it says a dollar to two dollars, barista barista, a dollar to three dollars, valet parking attendant dollar between a dollar and five, airport sky cap or porter, a dollar to three dollars, car washer two to five. Hotel housekeeper three to five per day. I want to get back to that one. Hotel bellhop one to two dollars per bag. Have you Len raised any of these numbers because of inflation yet? Because it seems like you know a dollar was the number I was given the coat checker fifteen years ago. Is that still the
2: number? I'll tell you what the baggage one. I've never done one to two dollars. Maybe I've always given five bucks a bag basically. So and that's at the airport or
3: at the hotel, at the hotel. Yeah,
2: yeah, not at the airport. I you know what? Come to think of it, at the Probably it two bucks, three bucks at the airport because we usually I'd probably give them a ten. We'd have three or four bags, so that's probably it. But no, but at the hotel, definitely five
3: bucks a bag Ask for change. Usually. Yeah, but there's nothing. That's a great <laughs> question. You know, kind of a follow up question. There's nothing wrong with asking for change, right? If you've got a twenty, it's better to say, "Hey, can you give me fifteen back?" As opposed to saying, "Ah, oh, crap! All I got's a twenty. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tip you at all." Because if they're the valet or something like that, or the bellhop or something at the hotel. They've got a pile of money in their pocket to, you know, well, keep a chance that's with. Embar- so.
2: That's happened to me once before. I was going to share that later, but that has happened to me where I had only a 20 in my, and this was for a, a bag guy, and uh, I only had one bag, and all I had in my wallet was a 20. I had to ask him for change, and it was very embarrassing to yeah, me. I don't think me. that's embarrassing. I felt, it was for me. I felt terrible.
3: I don't know. Barbara, what do you think about that one?
0: Well, wait a minute. Before we get to Barbara, when you say bad guy, are you talking about somebody at a hotel or your dealer? <laughs> <laughs> you trying to get me in trouble, Joe? This is- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. Barbara, to you. What's, what's the right thing there? Do you ask for yeah,
1: change? Yeah, you totally ask for change. And if you're unsure in a tipping situation, ask the question, right? There's a lot of nuance to this stuff. If you're going to that salon that's really high priced and you're not sure, oh, hey, you know, it looks like there's a shampooer. what's the protocol here? What's the standard? This is going to be a service that you're going to have. You should feel comfortable throughout the process. So engage and ask some questions. Ask for change. Totally.
4: You know, Joe, that list that you just ran down is helpful. But, I, you know, I don't encounter a lot of those very often throughout the year the, you know, the airport or the hotel a couple times a year, maybe. Because you don't go anywhere. (laughs) I don't go anywhere. No nail
1: technicians? (laughs) Yeah,
4: right. We touched on this a little bit, but I just want to be more specific about a question in the QSR industry. So, uh, you know, you go to the pizza, you order a pizza, and you go pick it up. Like, other than making the pie, you've done the work. They spin that iPad around and offer a chance to tip them. What would be helpful for me to know, and maybe anybody else on the panel knows the answer to this. Are they getting paid that $2 and 13 cent minimum wage for that industry? Or are they getting whatever, 15, $20 an hour? Cause that'll make a difference. Cause oftentimes I may choose not to tip. Cause I think, look, you, I, I drove in to get this pizza. It wasn't as much of a service. So I will either not tip in that situation or tip a pretty small amount, but it'll, it might change my approach if I know that they're only getting two bucks an hour. Does anybody know the answer to that? I bet one person does.
1: <laughs> it is super state and establishment specific, right? So you would have to Google your state law. Apply for yeah. a Google- job there, Doug. <laughs> Apply, for-
3: <laughs> <laughs> Apply at uh, you know, the pizza, pizza place. Apply <laughs> at the Qdoba down the street and just see what the going rate is. And then you can... Just say, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to take this I
1: always tip at pickup places. Those are college kids. Anytime you're getting a to-go order, they're packing up your sauces. Doug, you look like someone who asks for some sides of ranch and some <laughs> <laughs> you know, some crushed red peppers. And, you know, like it looks like they're packing you probably double napkins. like. <laughs> I can't believe
3: Cause it. only cuz he eats a third of it on the way home That's and right. then uh, and and it has the dad joke when he walks in like oh I wonder what happened with the third of the pizza.
4: <laughs> we got to stop going to this place. They never give us a whole pizza. They never
3: give us a full pie every time we show up. It's ridiculous.
4: That's fabulous.
0: I did want to ask though, very seriously, about the because Lena, like your answer you usually tip more than these numbers, but Barbara, I think I think I know the answer to this. We got to think about inflation with some of these numbers now as well. This dollar to $3. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I've moved from 20 to 25% for my minimum standards mm. for tipping. And yeah, same thing you were talking about. You wanted to go back to hotel housekeepers. I was tipping 2 $3 a day 10, 15 years ago in hotel rooms. So for me, it's $5 a day now for hotel
0: housekeepers. Yeah. Coming up in the second half of today's discussion, we're going to flip this on its head. We're going to talk about people working in that industry. How do you manage money when money's coming in? inconsistently we'll talk about that And then we're going to end with our holiday tipping guide who do you tip around the holidays that may or may not get tips and what do those numbers look like but before that we've got the highlight of this entire show this contest that just won't end it's a year-long competition between len og and it began the year as paula pant now is paulette perhatch today it's barbara sloan And Barbara, we've got good news and bad news uh, for you today. Would you like the good news first or the bad news? Let's
1: go with good news.
0: The good news is there's no pressure because Paulette slash Paula last week were eliminated from the championship. So you get to play spoiler. I think that's good news. (laughs) The the, The other good news, Barbara, is that you get to guess last. So you get to hear what these two clowns say before you have to guess at all. So I think that's pretty good news. And by the way, the score, 15 and a half for OG, Len at 14, doing some quick math. If OG nails this one, Len is out and uh, OG has it wrapped up uh, with two weeks to spare. So Len, a little bit of pressure on you. And if Barbara, if you win, it also extends it to another week. Uh, so we know the stakes. What's
4: our question? Doug, you've got that for us. Hey there, stackers. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug. And let's admit it, tipping's just weird, man. It's like we all get to decide what someone's salary should be. Like they're auditioning for their compensation. According to GoBankingRates.com, the custom originated in Europe, where the aristocracy would flip a pence at the lowly workers so they could feel better about themselves. I know that would make me feel great. Americans only picked it up after visiting, and then it really caught on here after the 1900s. According to go banking rates, the top 2 industries that we tip are servers and hairdressers. Lens gets screwed every time he goes. We can probably figure out what percentage servers get tipped. So, let's let's not do that. Let's do this. What is the average tip people leave their hairdresser? I'll be right back with the answer after I throw a few more singles on the bill.
0: All right, we got the question everybody. What percentage does the average person tip their hairdresser? Second biggest percentage we tip anybody. Oh, gee, you get to
3: go first, my friend. So this is in percentages, not dollars.
0: What is the average person, percentage-wise, tip there, hairdresser?
3: <sighs> I don't know. Pass.
0: <laughs> That's good. Is that good, Len? Len, do you like that Yeah, that, that works
2: for me.
3: <laughs> I'm going to say... 17%.
0: 17%. I'm Trying to, I'm
3: trying to pick a number that Len yes. has to distinguish yes, very, around that's being very, higher or lower. Up. Yeah.
0: Len, I, I just realized, Doug, what you said about Len's uh, hairdresser being screwed. He could still give 30% of, of Nothing. What, what looks like not very much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they might not get screwed. I guess on total dollar value, it might not be a lot. But Len, what are you thinking, man?
2: Well, Believe it or not, I had a school project on this the other day, so I know the exact number.
4: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
2: the number is 33%. Oh.
0: The average person tips their hairdresser 33%. I like it. Barbara, you got a nice big field goal there between 17 and 33. What are you thinking?
1: I'm going to go
3: 17.1%. Oh. Bam. <laughs> but you know, it's not closest to without going over. You can be a little bit closer to Lynn. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm letting you know in case you think it's like price is right.
1: I see. I see. Okay.
3: No, you're good, Barbara. That's a good- Like if you thought it was 22, you don't have to say 17.1 yeah, to win. She, you can yeah, say 21. Yeah, she does because if, if, if you win, this is all over anyways. Oh, I'm gee. aware. That's yeah. what I'm trying to I'm trying to make either her win or me win. I will be acceptable with either of those things. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure she understands what the rules You're are.
1: They're very helpful. Cuz weren't we weren't yeah. clear
3: about them earlier. Yeah.
1: I'm going to stick with 17.1.
0: 17.1 locked in Barbara. You know, I'm just impressed by all the thought that goes into the screwing each other over that happens on this particular
4: segment of the show. It's not about being right. It's how do I screw somebody else? That's
0: right. Yeah. A lot of love here. I would love.
4: (laughs) You're feeling already, Barbara. Welcome
0: to the family here in the basement. Uh, We would love to tell you who the winner is, but we're going to do that in just a minute. Right after we tell you this. Take on this holiday season with the help of Navy Federal Credit Union. When you use the Navy Federal Cash Rewards Card, you can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases and you can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. And using the Navy Federal mobile app makes redeeming easier than ever. You know, all this talk about rewards is fantastic when you pay off your cards month to month, but don't create a disaster, stackers. Navy Federal knows, and so do we, that the key to a great holiday season is by paying cash until you're able to pay off your carb month to month and then the navy federal cash rewards card fantastic opportunity because you can enjoy the rewards of cash back without any annual fee balance transfer or foreign transaction fees there's no limits on rewards and they never expire while your account is open learn how you can get cheer to last all year with the cash rewards card at navyfederal.org our members are the mission Insured by NCUA, rates are variable and range between 12.65% and 18% APR based on creditworthiness. ATM fees for cash advances are up to $1 at non-Navy Federal ATMs. Message and data rates may apply. Visit NavyFederal.org for more information. Well, if you're new to Stacking Benjamins, you may not know that I've tried out a lot of personal finance apps. I like to be a guinea pig and try out all these things, so I know what I'm talking about when it comes to you're gonna get an extended 30 day free trial to try it out like I try out many different apps. And this one was sticky for me because, well, you'll see when you try out the 30 day free trial. Go to monarchmoney.com slash Benjamins. That's M O N A R C H M O N E Y dot com slash Benjamins for your extended 30 day free trial. OG, you kicked this off at 17%. If it's less than 17, you got it because everybody else is higher. What are you thinking?
3: I think that most people are cheap and don't do the math. That's what I think.
0: We shall see. Uh, Len, you're up at 33% people tip their hairdresser.
2: Well, I'm, I'm excited because I'm going to find out what I got on my school project after I get the answer here. So. <laughs>
0: All right, deal. And Barbara, based on your answer, OG must be in the ballpark because you probably have done more homework on this than the average person.
1: Yeah, I, am, I have a lot of faith in humanity, but I've also worked with humanity.
0: So. <laughs> 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 yep well foremost among humans is mr doug and he's got the answer what do you got for us doug
4: hey there stackers i'm big tipper wannabe and someone my high school football coach called mr 20 percent joe's mom's neighbor doug while the standard is usually 20% for servers, the average amount servers earn from tips, according to Go Banking Rates, is 17%. But that wasn't our question. <laughs> Second highest on the list was hairdressers. What is the average tip people leave their hairdressers? If you said 13%, you nailed it! Which means OG is our winner. And that means not only.
0: Does OG win today's trivia question? OG wins the year-long competition. Len, I think it's. It, it, do you have a concession speech, Len? You got your fans here, ready to give the concession speech. Um,
3: Len doesn't do concession speeches. He's a trivia denier. <laughs> <laughs> it was stolen.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's it is what it is. <laughs> Does <laughs> this is mean we have to do this every week now after now that you've clinched it three he's, weeks early? <laughs> now, we to, now we have to feign <laughs>
3: excitement for the next three weeks on the show.
0: Len's like, could this just be over? Could this be over? That'd be, that'd be great. We keep Mom, going and,
3: and I can build up a lead for 2023.
0: <laughs> they told me oh, they'd geez. be nice people, Mom. Yeah. Well, congratulations, OG, on the big win. And uh, Barbara, if you'd taken 16.9. You would have had him. So close. So
2: close. So close. She's going to worry about it for seconds. That really seems cheesy, though. 13%. That's, that really seems low. I mean, gosh. thats I know. I mean, I can't even believe it. That, when, when OG said 17, I'm like, boy, is he feeling, you know, well, no, where you're feeling?
3: No, 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 no. You weren't listening. The clue was the most is for servers. The second most is hairdressers. And I knew that's, I, I know the average for servers can't be 20.
0: Barbara, you said you've worked with uh, plenty of humanity. So I I bet that surprises you less than most that uh, people only tip hairdressers.
1: It's the one job that I've not had or one of the, you know, I've never been a hairstylist, so I'm not sure how their tips rank, but that saddens me for them. We can do better people.
2: That's right. We can step it up.
1: (laughs) Did the question really say
2: the most was servers and then the hairdressers were second most? Servers,
0: Doug, I think we're 17, right, Doug? Yes, and servers were 17. That's right. Yeah, we didn't say 17.
2: I wasn't listening to we the question.
0: Yeah, we didn't say 17, Len, in the question. We I, didn't I say missed that. the
2: clue because, yeah, I, I would yeah. never have said 33% if, if if I heard that part of the clue.
4: We did. We did say s-
1: I don't think we said no, 17. No, we said it in the
4: answer. In the answer, yeah. Oh, we did. said it yeah. in the answer. My bad. And yeah. yeah, I think it's right.
1: important. We don't know if this was after or before tip-outs and... You know, there's there's some missing information in
0: this. Oh, Barbara's got it under protest. do <laughs> sap the fun out <laughs> of this, Barbara. What are you
1: doing? I'm just trying to help Len feel better and sleep at night. <laughs> Thank
4: that's, you, Barbara. I, Thank I, you. That's <laughs> what he has Ambien for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: On that note, time for the second half of this show. Uh, second half, Barbara is brought to you by MagnifyMoney.com. You know what happens, Barbara Sloan, when you go to StackyBenjamins.com/slash/MagnifyMoney.
1: I bet you get a deal.
0: Oh, it's incredible. You find (laughs) that the best banking accounts are not at your brick-and-mortar bank. It's probably at one of the many, many, many online banks out there. Over 92% of the online banks rated against each other at magnifymoney.com. Go to stackybenjaminscom slash magnifymoney to compare, switch, ditch, and save. stackybenjaminscom slash magnifymoney. CD rates going up, savings account rates going up, checking account rates Uh, hopefully you have a no fee checking account. If you don't head to magnify money and grab one. Well, speaking of checking accounts, checking accounts go up and down much more than average for people who are in the tipped economy. And Barbara, I want to start with you here in the second half and speak to the people that live on these uncertain incomes, right? I mean, how do you manage your paychecks? If you're not sure what's going to come in next week, you must have some tips for people having done this for so long.
1: Yeah. So you have to remember that businesses are very similar to people in the tipped industry. They both have fluctuating income. They both have fluctuating expenses. So people who work in the tipped industry have to be slightly more educated when they're budgeting than people who work for a nine to five because they have fluctuating expenses on the fluctuating expenses and fluctuating income. Most people who have a W-2 income and their income is set and solid, they base their budget off of their income side. You, if you're a tipped employee, you can choose either income or expenses, whichever is more fixed to start your budgeting process and then build in buffers. So let's say that your expenses are more fixed than your income. You can start building your budget off of the expense side. And then in areas where you don't have solid numbers, you can build up buffers. And I, there's two ways that you can build up buffers. You can do it by rounding up. Or you can do it by setting aside that money earlier in the year and saving, having savings goals as well.
0: That's fabulous. Oh, gee, I would think too, people in that industry probably got to know a little bit more about taxes and tax planning if you work in the tipped industry.
3: And that's really the hard part too, is because that income varies so greatly week to week or month to month. And and then you also have to remember that you need to hang out with or hang on to 20 or some odd percent to make sure that you've got enough money for your tax bill. So don't don't forget that if you're getting cash tips in particular and you're reporting them and or or if you're getting an adjustment on your W2 because your company is kind of guessing what your tips are make sure that that kind of lines up with what's reality do some checkpoints throughout the year to make sure that you're staying on track with that uh, that tax payment
0: It sounds like Barbara if I had worked in the tipped industry I would have to hide money from myself cuz I'm a spender at nature I've got to think that's got to be a tip for most people in that industry is hide money from yourself so you don't go blow it all.
1: Yeah, it's definitely behavior. There's a lot of behavior involved in managing your money for tipped employees. As a W-2 employee, I like to say when you go out, you spend whatever you have left over, whereas people in the service industry spend what they have because they haven't set those systems up. So you have to be very diligent and you have to put systems in place so that you can Set up for your retirement, your investing, your health insurance, all of those things before you spend all of your tips. Barbara, we talk a lot
4: about talking about setting up systems. We talk a lot about automating your savings so that you just don't even think about it. Is that something feasible for people in this really variable income industry? Is there, yeah. are there ways for, for them to do that?
1: Yeah. If you are somebody who is maybe unbanked, then you can use something like an envelope system where you have savings goals written down on envelopes. And then as soon as you go home with your pile of cash, you can just separate everything into your envelopes. That could be a very basic or, you know, easy system that you can set up for yourself. If you have a little bit more of a sophisticated system where you're able to have access to banking or safety deposit box, you can use bank accounts to set those systems up.
0: Len, I'd like to finish this segment talking about the holidays and holiday tipping who do you give extra tips to around the
2: holidays we have for example our i have a milkman still if you believe that we tip wow we have the milk, yeah <laughs> so we tip the milkman we our male lady we give her a holiday uh i call it a a gift bonus our gardeners they get something at the holidays uh the honeybee treats the hairdresser to a holiday gift her manicurist gets a holiday gifts. Um, well, that—that's. I think that's most of them.
0: Do you have a percentage or a number that you try to do, or is it different for different people?
2: Oh, uh, to answer your question, for all of those that I've just mentioned, um, right now it's a gift. It's a, either a, um, a gift card for our gardeners, maybe for a place where they go for lunch, um, a place gotcha. like that. something
0: more personal then.
2: Yes, and then for... Um, the other things we'll do is our gift baskets. So usually either a Starbucks gift something, for example, a Starbucks gift basket will have like a, a mug in there and a card for some coffee or a chocolate gift basket like Ghirardelli chocolates and some cocoa. And usually you can find those at places like even Costco's or Target's or, or what have you. And they're 20 bucks or, you know, generally. And it's, it's a very nice, thoughtful gift. That you can give. Let me one more thing that I said. We don't have a housekeeper anymore, but for a while there, we had a housekeeper, and our housekeeper, we gave her basically a one week's pay. So that was a little different. She actually got cash.
0: Yeah, that must be a rule. I don't know if that is a rule, but that's what we do too. With uh, we have a woman that comes in two times a month uh, to our house. And just as a whole house cleaning and we pay her for an extra one. We also do yes, that with the the long guy. Oh, gee, any any people to add? Anything to add? Is that generally what you do, what Len's talking about, or something a little different?
3: Um, we've started doing kind of the surprise stuff, you know, like where we'll tip the server. I mean, nothing like you see on Instagram where people are leaving them yes. you know, five thousand dollars or something. But we'll do like the entire you tip, bill. Your
0: co-host. <laughs> tip your co host. Tip <laughs> your co host.
3: Definitely do not do that. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a lot to say about that. But one of the things that I haven't heard anybody say yet is the kind of gift basket of goodies out front, you know, especially now as more and more stuff is delivered throughout the holidays, whether it's meals or Amazon or the UPS or the Postal Service or whatever, there's just always boxes upon boxes upon boxes. And we'll get deliveries overnight. We get deliveries early in the morning, late at night, you know, it's dark. So we always leave out a basket of, of refreshments you know, little cans of Coke or bottles of water, snacks, you know, that uh, that people can grab. Schlitz. <laughs> a, a pint of uh, little fireballs, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> power up the, power up the FedEx do, guy. It's
3: weird that all the neighborhood kids show up at our door when, when the fireball is refreshed. And boy, I can tell you <laughs> that UPS driver's got a drinking problem, apparently. <laughs> kidding.
0: Might might or might not be true.
3: Yeah. But no, just like leaving out a whole bunch of stuff that, you know, they're working 12, 15 hour days and sometimes grabbing a cold bottle of water. You know, we live in Texas, it's not cold it's not hot today, but it, it can get pretty warm, you know, still this time of year. So just a little something. Barbara around the holidays, what do you do?
1: Yeah. Doug's going to make fun of me for this because I live in 450 square feet, but I do have a housekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> she she was a nanny in our building. And during Covid, when all the kids were staying home, she needed ways to like keep her income coming in. And so we're like, we'll take you on for a day, and we've just
4: kept her in. She's awesome. Does she just stand in the middle and spin once with a broom?
1: <laughs> She'll bring my wife tea during her work day. like it's it's lovely. she's just she's here. she's lovely. So yeah, we give her we send her for a massage, and we give her a week's worth of wages. Over the holidays. And then um, because I'm also in New York City, we also get a lot of packages and our delivery drivers, FedEx, UPS, USPS, they all walk up my five flights of stairs. And so I usually give 25 bucks for people who handle envelopes and 50 bucks for people who handle boxes. And then our building has a porter. So someone who manages our trash and recycling. And so we'll usually give them like a couple hundred bucks over the holidays in cash.
0: When you were working in that industry, did you like the more personalized gifts like Len's talking about? Like if you knew them and because, you know, people talk about baked goods or different things that they give.
1: Yeah, I think it's so thoughtful when someone nails a personalized gift. I just think it's rare when (laughs) people nail it. Um, So I would say lean towards cash. But if, if you know your person, like that's so thoughtful
0: yeah cash cash safer and unless you know them lens out there by the way is an engineer making sure that the the long guys doing things perfectly like I can totally see him no 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 no
2: no, not the case line. No, I'm not that bad, Joe. I am not that bad.
0: <laughs> not yet. He gives them a diagram of his lawn. By the way, I want you to make left-hand turns. Left-hand turns. Not right-hand turns.
1: <laughs> He's out there with the ruler. That's
2: right. Yeah, I am right. not that. You know what? I am really easy on the lawn, guys. I really am. I mean, you know, they. it's amazing how fast. I don't know. Here in Southern California, these guys, they'll come and they can... <laughs> they'll do an entire lawn. They'll edge it. They'll mow it. They'll blow all the leaves around so it did all the leaves go into the neighbor's lawn, and they're out within like five <laughs> minutes. It's amazing.
3: And next week they blow all the leaves back into your yard, <laughs> so you got to hire them again. To yeah, right. That's
2: right. It just that's you know it's the same amount of leaves. They just get blown from yard to yard to yard. And that's that's true. Yep. I don't
0: know what the difference is. When we lived in Michigan, I was the long guy. Like I was the. I never got tipped anything. By the way, uh, we moved to Texas, and everybody uses the same lawn guy and so now i have a lawn guy and i didn't even think about mowing my lawn but um yeah the whole time i was in michigan i got i'm learning now barbara thanks for being on that i got under tipped the whole time that i was i was there i could have gotten baked goods or something i don't know or some cash lean toward cash all right that's going to do it for today i would love to hear more about what all three of you are doing we'll have our guest of honor go last oh gee first full weekend of december what do you got going on my friend
3: Oh, Christmas parties, band concerts. uh, It's that
0: time of year. It's
3: it's all that stuff. Yep, trying to get everything packed into the next two weeks so then we can enjoy the holiday season unencumbered by silly things like band concerts (laughs) and Christmas parties.
0: (laughs) I remember those years uh, fondly, and I also remember uh, feeling great when they ended, that I no longer did that anymore. Mr. Penzo, I know you've got some offbeat, but very practical stuff for the holiday season. What's coming up at LenPenzo.com?
2: I have nine great gift ideas for people who have everything. I mean, how many times do you have to come up and you want to give somebody a gift for the holidays, old guys like me, and you'll say, God, that guy has everything already. You know, what can I possibly give him? Well, I've got nine very clever gifts that would be very appreciated by anybody, regardless of what they have, how much they have, or or what have you. So nine great gifts for people who have everything at lenpenzo.com. At lenpenzo.com
0: and I bet that's just the front end of a bunch of exciting stuff coming up in the December holiday season at lenpenzo. And by the way, Lens newsletter, fantastic. I know we talk all the time about the 201 newsletter, lenpenzo's black coffee
2: is fantastic oh, well, thank you, uh, that's Joe. not a
0: newsletter though is it len
2: no it's just a it's a saturday wrap-up of uh macro and macroeconomics and personal finance news yeah yeah no but it's kind of done with a humorous it's a dark it's black because it's for me very dark but it's humorous the humor's in there as well so
0: it totally is and when len when you talk about uh nine gifts where people have everything doug remember that uh emo phillips piece the one where it, yeah. doug and i went to see len penzo or er, Oh, no, you did. <laughs> no, we did. We did really? not go see Limpezza together <laughs> because I, I guess I missed that one. Yeah, we did go see Emo Phillips together, and I think he told this joke when we were together, Doug, where he said, uh, "My girlfriend asked me to get her something crazy and expensive that she just didn't need, so I signed her up for radiation treatments, <laughs> 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 which may or may not be a good thing." Barbara, thanks for joining us. It's about oh, damn this time. Fun. Well, congratulations on the great book. And uh, tell, well, first of all, what's going on at Tip Finance? Let's talk about that first.
1: Yeah. So over at Tip Finance, we do one-on-one coaching for people in the service industry. So you can start getting good with your money, get it moving in the right direction. I also do money talks. If you are a business owner of a restaurant, a club, a hair salon, if you run Uber, um, hit me up. I will give your staff a money talk. So one-on-one coaching and ta- staff talks are at tippedfinance.com. Uh, you can pick up the book at Amazon. So tipped at Amazon. And I'll be in promo mode for the next couple of months. Hopefully I'll see everyone at economy this year.
0: I'm doing yes. a talk on the
1: big stage. I'm really excited for that. Awesome!
0: Mm-hmm. It's funny. You beat me to the punch with the book, but Amazon and just if the people go to tipfinance.com, I'm sure that you'll have got a link there too, to the book as well. Yep. And by the way, if you're a business owner and OG, you know about this, no better thing than making sure that your employees feel decent about their money. You don't want them worried about their paycheck. You want them worried about your, your business, whatever they're doing and sure. how good a job are they going to do if, if they're worried about money?
1: Yeah. Yep. The industry has a lot of turnover as well. And so I think when people feel solid in their, in their financial lives, they become happier, healthier, and more solid employees.
0: Awesome. We'll have links to Tip Finance. We'll have links to Limpenzo.com and uh, to everything we talked about today, the pieces we referenced on our show notes page at StackyBenjamins.com.
4: All right, that's going to do it. Doug, you got it from here, man. What should we have learned today? Well, Joe, first, take some advice from Barbara Sloan. If you work in the service industry, consider building your budget on either your income or your expenses, whichever one is more consistent. Second, the best way to save money on tipping is by collecting the tip from the group and then stiffing your server. What oh, no, 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 no. No, no. What?
0: Prob- probably, probably, Isn't probably that... not. Okay, keep going, but, but no. That was not no. a key
4: point that people should have no. learned? <laughs> maybe, the... maybe, maybe not. Hmm, okay. But the big lesson, if you're Len Penzo's hairdresser, forget the tip. Just charge him the whole thing. Thanks to Barbara Sloan for joining us today. Find out more about her and living on tips at tippedfinance.com. You'll find her book, Tipped, wherever you buy finer books. We'll also include links to both in our show notes at stackingbenjamins.com. Thanks to Len Penzo for joining us today. You can find Len at lenpenzo.com airless hairless. Thanks also to OG for joining us today. Looking for good financial planning help? Head to stackingbenjamins.com OG for his calendar. This show is the property of SB Podcasts LLC. Copyright 2022 and is written in part by Paulette Perhatch, who helps writers power their words, their work and their earning potential with her Powerhouse Writers Coaching Program. Find out more at powerhousewriters.com. Thanks also to our team who made today possible. Karen Repine plotted out this episode for us and schedules our guests. Brooke Miller handles the show notes and creates our amazing newsletter, the 201. Tina Eichenberg makes the video version of this show and both Autumn Sehi High and Gertrude Smith are our social media mavens. Not only should you not take advice from these chicken nuggets, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, speak with a real financial advisor.
1: Welcome to the after show. Barbara, this
0: is the part of the show that doesn't exist. What happens here stays here. Got it? Got it. And by the way, if you're hanging out with us at this point in the show, we sometimes have people that need to spill the beans for who knows what reason. If you do, maybe call it dessert, but uh, no after show reference. You know, tipping can lead to some awkward things. I remember when I was in Nice, I knew that in Italy, you leave a very small tip, if anything, and I'd read this in the guidebooks, having gone to Italy. So we get to Nice and I'm sit. we're sitting at this bar slash restaurant outside in this beautiful square. The bill comes and I leave the amount on the bill and like a, just a little bit more like you would in Rome or in Venice. And uh, the, the dude comes up and says, hey, is everything okay? And I said, yeah, everything's fine. Then he comes back like, I don't know, three minutes later and goes, are you sure everything's okay? Because it just, I'm not sure if it's, is, 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 have I done everything great? And I go, yeah, yeah, we're fine. He walks away and Cheryl says, what's going on? I'm like, this guy knows we're Americans and he's being just a jack wagon trying to get more money out of our damn wallet. Like I'm on to this guy's game. He comes back a third time. He's like, are you sure? Because I feel like you must not have been happy. Like something must not have been happy. He's already picked up the money, right? And I go, no, I'm very happy. It's great. I'm sitting It's fantastic. Thank you very much. Gave him a nice smile. We walk away. That night, we're, of course, reading the Rick Steves book. And it says in bold letters, Nice is not like other Italian cities. Like, they tip very American style. And I just gave this dude pretty much the finger. Oh, which no. is just... I feel so horrible because that guy just thought I was the biggest oh man. But Barbara, you've been on the other side of that, right? Where you must add some wacko tips or just, I can't imagine.
1: Oh yeah. Um, so I remember one time I was working in Las Vegas. It was New Year's Eve. I was working at this Spanish tapas restaurant right on the strip. And if you know anything about Las Vegas, they do a really big fireworks show at midnight it's a great time if you can find a spot on the Strip to have your your experience. I've got tables, like big, long party tables. I'm, I'm waiting tables at this point. One of the people I was waiting on apparently snuck in a bottle of Everclear. had been drinking that all night. They had a great time. He tipped $5,000 at the end of the night. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. I was like, are you sure you want to leave this amount? And he's like, yeah, yeah, this is the best night of my life. I went and got the manager. I was like, can you just like double check that this is, this is happening. So the manager went over, the the GM went over, everyone checked with him. He's like, greatest night of my life. Greatest night of my life. Next morning he calls in. He's like, made a mistake, made a huge mistake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you give it back or were you like, uh, sorry, dude, not my problem.
1: (laughs) They gave a portion of it back. Yeah. And I was like, that sucks. But I mean, I totally get it.
4: Could you imagine waking up the next day and just going, oh my God, what did I do? Doug, right? this does bleed into. Yeah, it's exactly the same as my story. I can't believe how similar it is.
0: He was at this Spanish tapas place in Vegas
4: <laughs> drinking
3: everything. <Everclear laughs> Doug's night. like, so on New Year's Eve, <laughs> I'm in Vegas. I had, <laughs> I had the greatest night of my life. had the greatest night <laughs> of my life.
4: It's an amazing <laughs> server. This is bizarre. No, but I mean, it's really, it's a hop, skip and a jump from your story, Barbara, because I I used to live in London and every night when I would get off the tube and walk back to my flat, I would pass this 7-Eleven and at the corner was this guy who was the grubbiest, dirtiest, Dickensian looking pauper you could imagine. I mean, he was just filthy, he had all this hair that was all matted. But he sounded like a professor out of Cambridge. And you would walk by him and he would say, Pardon me, sir, but could you spare a few pence for a gentleman in need? Every time. Like, so polite and so well-spoken. It was it was odd. And I rarely ever gave him anything. And then the holidays come around and I'm feeling the love, right? And so I get back to my flat, which is only like two blocks away, and I grab that change jar that's on top of every guy's dresser. It was a big, huge, it was actually like a 7-Eleven Big Gulp. It was a huge plastic cup full of change i thought i'm not gonna i'm not gonna use this so i just grab the whole cup and i give it i walk back a couple of blocks and i give it to him and he like looks at it looks back at me keeps like he can't believe what's happening i'm like merry christmas man and i walk away totally forgetting that in britain they have pound coins So I gave the guy like 75 bucks or 100 bucks. I had no clue that that's what I did because I'm just thinking, oh, it's dimes and nickels. You know, if you're an American, that's what you're thinking. This guy after that was just so polite to me. And he was like, "Can I? Can I do anything for you?" Every time I walk past him, so it was pretty much the same as your guy giving you five five thousand. <laughs> it's pretty much the same. It's the same thing.
1: I mean, it would have been the same if you like wrestled it from his hands afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I did go back
4: afterwards. I'm like, <laughs> "Listen, bro, come on, <laughs> big mistake."
1: And then you took his coat too. You know, that's how it felt. Can, yeah.
4: Can, can I at least get the cup back?
0: <laughs> well, stackers, the show might be over, but the celebrations are just beginning.